Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Welcome to episode number 97 of Optimize Your Body podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about a hot topic, and that is how to create a healthy relationship with food. Before I get into this, I want to let you know I have some amazing offers if your goal is to get into the shape of your life. Now, with this training nutrition bundle, I'm offering my support as well, okay, via email to guide you through it because I actually want you to get results. So basically, if you buy our 10-week training program, you get our nutrition fundamentals guide totally free. It's normally 40 US dollars. You get it absolutely free. And as I say, I'm going to be supporting you and guiding you through the process. It's the training program is a 10-week program. And as I say, I'll help you through your journey. And all you've got to do is go over to optimizeyourbody.com. That's optimize, O-P-T-I-M-I-S-E, your body, Y-O-U-R-B-O-D-Y.com. Just in case, right? I had to spell it. Um, and go to programs, go to the programs tab and click on training and nutrition bundle. And it's there for you. Okay. So you get the, tr- uh, the nutrition guide totally free when you purchase that training guide. And I've just put my ab guide, my ultimate core guide back on offer 50% off, half off. Again, optimizeyourbody.com. Click on the programs tab and go to Ultimate Core Guide. And with that as well, you get um, all the videos and everything you need to guide you through the program. So it's great value, and it's only $9.99. And that's pretty much it. So let's get into it. With no further ado, I want to run through my six tips or six ways to help you build a healthy relationship with food. Because I have been on a journey of my own, and I haven't always eaten healthy. I haven't always liked eating the foods I eat now. You know, I I grew up much like anyone else eating, you know, cereal for breakfast and loads of bread and that's nothing. Eating crappy foods like, you know, just chocolate, biscuits. You know, I grew up eating lots of crappy foods, eating McDonald's every week. You know, I'm just the same as everyone else in that sense. Uh, The difference is now is because of um, me falling into bad habits with food as a result of competing as a bodybuilder. I've mentioned this many times before, so I won't go too much into it. But I used to binge eat a lot as a result of restricting my food. And I used to really struggle. I used to eat crap foods. I used to go on massive binges, you know, for a whole weekend at a time sometimes, just eating crap food. Uh, drinking alcohol and just not looking after myself as much until I eventually just started eating more vegetables and cutting out processed foods. Uh, so not so much cutting out processed foods, but adding um, foods, like I said, like vegetables to my diet and, and more of a variety of vegetables. And that alone was a game changer for me. So I eventually then built a healthy relationship with food as a result of eating more whole foods and less processed foods. And it's it's really that simple. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. And it is a pain point for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people I coach, the main thing they struggle with is nutrition because we have the information. Information's not an issue anymore. We live in an information era. In fact, we have too much information. And that's part of the problem. Um, people are confused. 
But the other thing is, you know, we love the way foods taste. You know, it comes to the weekend. We want to be social. We're social animals, you know. We eat out and then we get carried away. And then sometimes we feel like we're back to square one come a Monday. And I know a lot of you can identify with that, right? Um, but the, the key thing is, like, for example, I had family here recently and they were visiting me in Australia. Obviously, uh, I'm from the UK. They came over and we were eating out more often because that is a, a value, a, a big value of food. Sorry, that is, that is um, you know, there's different va- Food has different values and how food tastes and being social. You know, if I, if I go out and eat with my family, I know, even if I make a healthy choice, I know it's not going to be the same as healthy as the meals I cook myself. I know that. And, but I'm placing more value on spending time with the people I care about. You know, as corny as that sounds, that is a really important part to overall health is the relationship. In fact, is one of the most important parts to mental health and overall wellness is the relationships you have with people around you. So, the, that is a big value with food, going out, eating. Sometimes the food you eat are not going to buy ideal, but you're placing more value on the social aspect, right? Which is totally fine. On the flip side, though, what I've managed to learn over the years since going through the journey I just talked about is there are other values to food other than how it tastes, such as what it does for your energy levels, what it does for your skin health, what they, what food does for your gut health, for your libido, right? And when you start connecting to these things, right, then you really start realizing, oh, actually, it's it's an intuitive thing. Then, it's um, it's something. It's hard to explain, but you you also you you essentially rewire your brain slowly, like you do with anything else. You relearn um, how to how to eat food. Uh, oh, sorry, which foods to eat based on what value they give you. And it's a constant battle. You know, we make thousands. I can't remember how many it is now, or hundreds and hundreds anyway of decisions uh, on just food choices every single day. We're constantly deciding what value are we going to prioritize the most? You know, am I going to just just value how the food tastes or am I going to value uh, what it does for my energy levels? And without going too much into that, right, that is where I'm at now. You know, I eat foods because mentally I'm more productive when I eat certain foods. If I eat certain foods which are not ideal for me, like recently when my family were here, my gut was off because I wasn't eating anywhere as near, uh, anywhere near as many vegetables. And vegetables are really, really important because fiber is vital for gut health and longevity. So that's, and all the other, you know, chemical compounds you get in plant-based foods and vegetables are vital for health, but fiber alone is essential for gut health. And my gut's been off and it's still not right now, to be honest. Um, So that just goes to show, you know, food does other things for us. And don't get me wrong, I love the way it tastes food and I want every single meal I eat to taste good. But my way of adding flavor, a lot of you might be like, oh, this is a bit boring, but simply adding salt to your meals. Salt is not bad. If you're not eating much processed foods, then you need to add salt to your meals because it's a, it's an, it's a nutrient. Sodium is a nutrient. So if you get, for example, pink Himalayan salt, um, add that to your meals, add some lemon squeeze. I always squeeze lemon on and that's really good for your gut anyway, for your digestive system, lemon. Uh, I'll add sometimes some cider vinegar and, and so on and so forth. Dry spices. It doesn't have to taste like crap, okay, is what I'm trying to say. So let's get into this then. Six ways to create a healthy relationship with food in no particular order. Number one is eat a high protein breakfast. Okay, so what I mean by that is if you're not, if you're not a vegetarian or vegan anyway, eating meats or eggs for breakfast with some veggies. Doesn't have to be, if you haven't got veggies prepped, 
doesn't have to be anything over the top. It can just be some spinach leaves. You know, get your greens and your fiber in there as well. Um, but eggs are perfect because they're so simple and they've got a lovely ratio of, of protein and fat and they're loaded full of nutrients. So I always say to my clients, you know, who are struggling with breakfast choices to just include eggs into their breakfast so they're getting more protein in than what they were before. And slowly they start connecting the dots and they start realizing that actually they're not as hungry when they have more protein for breakfast because one of the main benefits really when it comes well there's loads of amazing benefits of protein obviously it's an essential nutrient which we would die without but when it comes to fat loss building muscle you know overall health it, it blunts appetite so it'll stop you eating as much and the fats also do that as well which is why if you include eggs or even chicken thighs i'll have for breakfast i don't really eat breakfast very early anyway so it's more like uh lunchtime for the average person because i tend to fast first thing in the morning but um i eat chicken thighs sometimes grass-fed meats uh, sorry grass-fed red meat anything like that is you know it's, it's got a high amount of protein in and meat or eggs are going to keep you fuller for longer as i say add some fats in there you can even add some avocado or some nuts and, and get your greens in keep it really simple i know to a lot of people uh, that doesn't sound very appetizing but you need to be a bit more creative and make it taste better Add what you've got to add to it to make it taste good within reason. Um, but that's the key thing. People always overcomplicate it and they're like, oh, well, I, I, you don't have to eat it bland. People think for some reason you have to sit there and eat dry vegetables, you know, like uh, it's just not the way it needs to be. So add the flavor, add some, you can even add some cheese if you make an omelet or something like that. Without going too much into that, have a high protein breakfast. And what that's going to do, because protein also speeds up your metabolism as well has a high thermic effect so it's going to speed your metabolism up because protein uses up a lot of energy to digest and also it's going to keep you fuller for longer because protein is the most satiating of the macronutrients more it'll fill you up more as a macronutrient than fats or carbs fats are second in line though so a high protein breakfast, absolute game changer, not just for me, but for clients. And what I notice as well, when I have the kind of foods, foods I was talking about then for breakfast, I just, my energy levels are through the roof. I'm just a better person in general. So that's number one. And if you're a vegan or, um, you know, vegetarian, you can have some eggs anyway, but if you're a vegan, then foods such as, um, I'm just trying to remember off the top of the head now, like quinoa have a good uh, amino acid profile or, or protein, um, you know, a decent amount of proteins in there. You can get, I, I'm not a big fan of soy-based product because most soy products are genetically modified, which means they have a estrogenic effect within the body. So if you can get your hands on organic soy-based products, whether it's tofu or wherever it is, anything derived from soybean, uh, be very aware of the source um, and try your best to get good quality organic because otherwise they're genetically modified, as I said, and they can have an estrogenic effect in the body and without scaring you, obviously that has been linked to certain types of cancer and stuff. So be very very mindful of soy paste products if you are a vegan. Tofu, which is obviously derived from soy. Uh, tempeh is something I quite like the taste of. Um, Wild, even if you have a vegan protein uh, powder, obviously nothing's better than whole foods, but if you're struggling to get that protein in, um, it might be an idea anyway to get it in for breakfast, having a good quality uh, vegan protein. And obviously I, I take 180 nutrition supplements, so uh, they have a really good vegan blend. Um, but yeah, you know, unfortunately non-animal-based foods don't have the same value in terms of the amino acids and proteins. It's a lot harder. They're not as available as bioavailable 
And that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but yeah, the foods I mentioned, and also another one is uh, hemp seeds as well, including them into your breakfast if you want to get that protein in. And yeah, that's pretty much it really. They're the top ones. Uh, I may have missed one or two, but yeah. So simple as that. High protein breakfast, you know, it's a lot easier for someone who uh, is is not uh, a vegan or vegetarian because you can just have meat or eggs. Simple. Number two, eat more veggies and salad or eat veggies and salad with every meal. Okay. I know most of you probably struggle to do that, right? But if you make that a priority to have, even if you have it just for breakfast, get vegetables and salad in with your breakfast to get it in. Um, if, if you haven't got it prepared, just make sure you're having a decent amount of vegetables or salad, ideally with every meal. Uh, and if you can, another great habit to attach onto that is to eat the vegetables or salad first before you move on to the other foods like the meat. Uh, and what that does then, that's, an actu- actu- that's actually a game changer as well because it, it tends to fill you up more. Uh, because of all the fiber and whatnot. And it just changes the way you look at food. You start actually appreciating the way those foods taste. But again, it's down to you to to not make it bland and boring. But, you know, fiber, the main reason, well, there's loads of reasons why you should eat vegetables with most meals, but fiber is very important for gut health, as I mentioned. And also fiber has a similar effect to protein, the same effect as protein, really. It's a, it has a high thermic effect. And that's mainly because of the fiber. Your body has to work hard to break it down and massive hit of fiber as well so try and include uh, veg, uh, berries daily on the uh, on the note of fiber but yeah so point two is just include vegetables and salad with every meal and once again make it taste good okay add some dry spices some so whatever you've got to do get those veggies and get that salad in because it will change the game view i promise you number three I guess it's all kind of relative, but having meals prepared, this is a game changer. I keep saying game changer. This is so transformative, right? For clients and myself, right? If I haven't got meals prepared in the fridge, ready, then it's just very, very hard. Then you're chasing your tail and you're much more likely to make poor choices. And this is where I see most people come undone. It's not having, uh, you know, using those simple staples, uh, as an example, having meat and vegetables prepared. Having those things prepared and ready um, means that you're going to have that food there and you're going to eat it because, well, a lot of the times you won't, but it's going to stop you from making those um, unhealthy choices then when you're on the go because you get hungry and then you end up just grabbing stuff on the go and it's normally processed foods which tend to make you eat more calories and they just obviously don't need me to go into too much detail about processed foods but an, um, a key thing here as well is um, is just using a meal prep company if you're struggling to keep on top of your meal prep um, I, I recommend to certain clients to, to get a meal prep company to do it for them there's heaps of these companies out there and, you know, again, they, they taste good as well. So even if they do add some of their own sauce or wherever it is, it may not be perfect in terms of some artificial stuff in some of these meal prep company meals, but it's going to be a damn sight better than what you were doing before. So that might be a, a very, very, you know, a very, very important thing for a lot of people listening to this is getting their meals prepped by a company. So have those meals prepared yourself or get a meal prep company to do it for you and just have, even if you're having two of their meals a day, ideally have three of their meals, even if you're having one or two a day um, and you're going from not prepping any food or having any meals prepared to one or two meals prepared a day, um, that is going to be hugely beneficial to you. 
It's going to help you build a healthy relationship with food because you're going to be getting more nutrients in. It's pretty simple, really, and it's going to change the way you you look at food and value food. Number four is keeping a food diary. Now, the this is mandatory for anyone I coach online, especially because the people I help online I tend to help them more with nutrition, although I do create the training programs and do all that with them as well. Uh, the nutrition is what I spend most of my time helping them with. And the number one thing is I need to see what you are doing for me to help you, i.e. keeping a food diary. And I, I have my own app, which I use. Um, you know, we, we use our own app, but also I, I just tend to get them to use my fitness pal because uh, it's it's more accurate in certain ways. So my fitness pal app, as I've mentioned many times before on the podcast, it's a great way for you to 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 build accountability effectively. Um, awareness is key. So this is this is number one really when it comes to whether your goal is fat loss, building muscle, overall health, or just building a healthy relationship with food. And you know they all go hand in hand really anyway. All of those things. Tracking is absolutely essential at some point in your life. Otherwise, you're just guessing, you know. Um, yes, sometimes you might not be perfect with what you put into the diary on the app, but it calculates everything pretty accurately. And, you know, if you do eat out, you can still estimate what you've had and put it in there. That's what puts a lot of people off, see, is, is they'll have a bad weekend and they'll stop tracking. And it's like, well, you have no idea now. You're back to guessing again. So estimating what you've had and having an idea of what protein you've had, how much protein you've had, how many calories you've had, how much fiber, and all the rest of it is going to be, once again, a damn sight better than just guessing because you're just going to be chasing your tail forever, really. If you don't, I don't mean to sound glum about this, but if you're not willing to face up and take accountability for what's going into your body, then, you know, I, I can't help a lot of people you know people who come to me I'm, I'm i can't help you you know um i say this to people online you know like we can do it i've done it with a lot of people um not tracking and it has worked for a handful of people um but you know 95 percent of the time it's the ones who put the work in and diligently track take 10 minutes out of their day and put the food they've had into their diary so i can see what they've had and what they need to improve on because everyone including myself Need, as I said this on a previous podcast, they are missing something from their diet, which needs to be added. And the approach is not to, to restrict and cut food back when you see how many calories and how much sugar you're having. It's to slowly start adding foods, which you are missing out on, i.e. going back to what I was saying, having more vegetables and increasing your fiber intake and increasing your protein intake. So those two things, once again, I've said this time and time again, but protein and fiber are the main two things which people are lacking. So it's an easy win. As soon as they start tracking and I can see what they're having, they have it tracked, they're accountable. I keep them accountable then by saying, right, this is your target this week. I want you to hit this, but let's just say an arbitrary number, 150 grams of protein on average over the week is what I want you to hit. These are the foods you've got to eat to hit that number and then bang, you start making progress and you stop eating as much processed foods then because naturally, guess what happens? You have to replace some of that shitty food with better foods like more protein and more vegetables and avocado, wherever it is, you slowly start replacing those shitty foods. So keeping a food diary, uh, using an app ideally, such as my fitness pal app um, to track your food and, and build more awareness is is definitely the only starting point if you want to make progress. It's the ultimate starting point. But I would like to say it's not the destination. It's not something you want to be doing for the rest of your life, but it is essential for you to progress and build a healthy relationship with food. 
Number six, sorry, number five, walking after eating. This is a habit I implemented uh, a while back, but I've been really consistent with this habit for, say, the last six months or so. Every time, and I tend to eat big meals anyway, because as I said, I fast in the mornings, which means I have to have big meals to get my calories in. Lucky for me, eh? But um, I walk after eating. It doesn't matter how big the meal is. Walking after eating, many studies have shown this, is very, very good for digestion blood sugar levels, and even the fats in your blood as well. You know, when you have a meal which has got a decent amount of fat in it, you get something which is called triglycerides. That's the name of the fats which are uh, circulating in your blood, triglycerides. And a certain study showed that people who walk for 30 minutes after eating, triglyceride levels dropped drastically, which is a good thing, and leptin levels increased. Now, leptin is the hormone which tells you you're full. So if you were to eat a meal and just sit there and slouch around... You know, the, it's a psychological thing as well, but the chances are, you know, you, you're not going to be as full as if you were when you went for a walk. That's just one thing I've, I've picked up recently. But based on my experience and with my clients, when they walk after eating, firstly, you're burning more calories anyway. So it's great if your goal is weight loss or fat loss because walking is the best thing you can do anyway for, for overall fat loss is uh, increasing your, your daily movement, as, uh, as I've mentioned before. So you're going to rack your steps up if you walk after every meal. So that's that's a game changer. I've got to stop saying that now. <laughs> um, but also, it really, really helps with energy levels. It really helps with energy levels. So when you, when you go for a walk, obviously, gravity is common sense. You stood up. It's going to aid digestion. You're getting outside, so you're getting a little bit of vitamin D, or you're just being out and getting some fresh air. And it just helps you... All, for me, my energy levels are just so much better when I do that. Now, it's when I stop doing it, I really notice it. So now if I eat a meal and just sit there, I'm more connected with the fact that I just feel more sluggish and slow and uh, a bit more bloated generally, especially because I eat the, the big meals, as I said. So that is a really, really big one, folks. Walking after you've eaten is going to help build your relationship with food because it's going to help you feel much better and it's going to help you digest that food better. And also, like I said, you're going to be burning more calories as well. So it's a win-win situation. Finally, number six, last but not least, avoid keeping junk food in the house, right? And I know I know a few of you are probably smiling now because we all do it from time to time, although I've stopped doing it now. I, I don't really, like I said, I don't crave those foods anymore anyway. Um, but what I do, I am addicted to is I've replaced one addiction with another. So I've replaced processed foods with dark chocolate. So dark chocolate is a daily thing for me. Dark chocolate and some almond butter uh, together is lovely. And that's my go-to. So that's the only thing I'll really keep in the house. And even that, I tend to overeat sometimes, dark chocolate. But keeping crappy foods, whether you have a sweet tooth and you like to eat biscuits and chocolate or wherever it is, keeping it in the house is just going to be a downfall really because it's there. And guess what we do when food's there? We tend to fucking eat it. So don't keep it in the house. Don't buy it. You know, when you go shopping and do your food shopping, avoid buying it. If you're going to guess something as a treat, guess something which you eat relatively small, you're going to eat that night. Don't buy stuff to store in the house. And once again, with clients, the ones who actually are consistent with not doing this, not keeping shitty foods in the house, they tend to get much better results. And what I do say as a rule to my clients is say, don't keep it in the house. But if you want that, if you want what, you know, let's just say use chocolate as an example. If you want that chocolate, if you're craving chocolate, by all means, go out and buy it. You can go and, you can go and drive and get it, right? Or if you want a takeaway or something, go and drive and get it. 
Um, but that's just placing another barrier in the way. And a lot of the times they don't want to bother then, you know? So I know we have Uber Eats and stuff like that. So there's always ways around it, but just using like junk food and chocolate as an example, that's something I've used with clients. It's like, okay, going, you can drive and go and get it, but don't store it in the house. And a lot of the times they tend not to bother then because it's placing a big barrier in the way. You've got to get off your ass and go and get it. Right. So, um, yeah, that one there is a big one. So just to run through quickly, number one, eat a high protein breakfast, get those eggs in, keep it simple, get some meat in as well, or meat, sorry, get meat or eggs in. Uh, Number two is veggies and salad with every meal. Just get into the habit of having those veggies and that salad there ready to eat. You're not going to have it there all the time with every meal, but just be mindful and try and keep on top of that. And this, the next one is kind of related to this one anyway, is having the meals prepared or using a meal prep service to do that for you. And obviously, generally, you're going to have some vegetables with each of those meals anyway. So that's a win-win really, right? You, if you're struggling to keep on top of the prep, get a meal prep company to do it and you'll get those veggies in then. Number four, keeping a food diary. Start tracking, start building awareness, start learning and start making progress really. And, you know, taking accountability for what's going into your body. So my fitness pal app, and as I say with my clients, I use um, I use my app or my fitness pal really. So there's a few ways I do it with clients. Number five, walking after eating. This is a very, very healthy habit to develop people. I can't stress it enough. Start doing it. Even if you just do it after one meal in the evening, um, that'll help. That's been proven to help with sleep quality as well. Um, if you just go for a 20, 30 minute walk in the evening after you've eaten, because, um, you know, eating before bed within three hours before bed is not ideal anyway. So the digestion, um, benefits from that are going to be amazing. And number six, avoid keeping the shitty foods in the house. Don't do it. Thank you folks. I hope that was uh, beneficial to you. And if you are interested in uh, my online coaching, by the way, you can just email me admin at optimize your body com that's admin at optimizeyourbody.com uh, if you have any inquiries on that and go follow me on instagram at martin silver fitness that's at martin silver fitness and connect with me on there oh and i almost forgot to mention if you go back to episode four which we recorded like over two years ago that is also on this topic and it is called creating a healthy relationship with food and that was with my good friend andrew bond or at mr bond fitness on instagram and we had a great conversation 20 minutes and there's lots of good content within that episode if you want to know more in regards to this topic and he is also a qualified nutrition coach and highly experienced personal trainer so go check it out Thank you very much for tuning in, peeps.